Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The drunk women will be downing Prosecco at this year's Edinburgh Fringe. You can see them from the 3rd to the 11th of August, inclusive 7.20pm at the Underbelly Bristow Square. Tickets are now on sale at underbellyedinburgh.co.uk. Drunk women This is where triple sec meets triple homicide. Nice. This is where double gin (laughs) meets double jeopardy. Nice. And this is where a single shot meets a single shot. Yay! It's a true crime podcast with a twist. Of life! Yeah, baby. Um... (laughs) So, you've met these motherfuckers. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Detective Taylor. applause break. And Taylor. <laughs> and now, please give it up. Uh, a warm welcome for fantastic actress Rebecca Root. Woo! 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 Woo!
hello. It's mine. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. Welcome. This is fun. I know. <laughs> it's really hard so not to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca has. Uh, she's been here for the whole show and has been sat at the back drinking gin. So. <laughs> but also, the leg room up there is a bit restricted, so I'm really enjo- enjoying. Yeah. We're talking measurements earlier. I, I don't know how long my legs are, but they're they're long. I can so I can tell you in inches and centimeters. <laughs> yeah. Katie's specialism. I once got ticked off at work for for sort of sliding about in one of these chairs. Oh no! Sort of worked at a theatre where there was a long, smooth concrete uh, sort of alley aisle thing, and I I just like slid down. (laughs) One of the managers ticked me off, so that wasn't really appropriate. I can't name the theatre because they'll they'll bollock me. Um, (laughs) Bringing the place into disrespect. Tell us after, Rebecca. Can you tell us? Have you ever been the victim of a crime? I have. Okay. Do you want me to tell you about it? Yes. Uh, I was on. I I was on holiday. Um, I was sort of doing um, coast to coast backpacking, stroke. Um, sort of not glamping, but you know, uh, oh, cool. in South America. Nice. Uh, in my forties, and I never did it when I was. Wow. I never had a gap year, and um, I decided in my forties to take me and my credit card from <laughs> uh, from uh, from Peru to Argentina, oh and gosh. I started in Lima, and um, and then I sort of went to Cusco and did sort of couldn't get onto the Inca Trail because it was booked up so I did a sort of an alternative okay um, that's so uh, depressing <laughs> yeah the but Inca I just, Trail like sorry the, we're all booked up <laughs> well you know just because it's one of those things where they, yeah. you know, they limit the number of people and yeah. you leave tissue paper there and stuff <laughs> so I went on the alternative I had a panic attack in the Andes that kind of thing um, it was all very romantic and there I was <laughs> in my 40s doing this this bloody trail but it was it was fantastic and then I, I crossed from Peru, kind of towards Bolivia, but on the border there's this. Uh, I think it's called Puno, and it's um, on a. It's famous for floating islands. Does anybody know this? Has anybody been on had gap oh, year and everything? I've right, heard okay. of it. Though. Yeah, I'm just so I thought it's called Puno. Yeah, <laughs> and it's well, floating. You know, what, you know, I think I've heard of it. You guys, just to set the level. <laughs> <laughs> Detective I, butt stuff. But yeah. it's, um, it's chiming I've in. heard of it because of the um, that CBB show. They did an episode on it. Oh, Go Jetters. Yes. Oh, I learned everything from Go Jetters. <laughs> I didn't know where anything this in the world was until Go Jetters. But CBBs have a show called Get. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, I yeah, am yeah. Go Jetters. It's the name of the show, guys. It's the whole idea, right? (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you take it too far. Uh, Yeah, and uh, they did a show with the floating islands. It's all like... (laughs) I can't get that Very image out of my head now, the floating islands. We've, we've next time, it, I, next time I have a problem down. in that department, I'll be like, oh yeah, Puno. <laughs> anyway. Um, That's like constipation. That's what so we call constipation, Puno. Me and my credit card, we were sort of trying to be sensible and I was trying to do things kind of on a budget uh, because I was doing six weeks from um, coast to coast and kind of winging it a bit. And I, uh, when you when you land at the, you get get off the bus or whatever, and people meet you and they hand you flyers for the. This hotel's cheap. This hotel's great. Ah. This is cheap and great, you know. And, um, <laughs> and I sort of foolishly followed somebody, you know, with my with my bag. Wow. Uh, and and my sort of dust on my feet and feeling tired and thirsty. I thought oh, I'll just go to this place. It was, it was something like I don't know, ten dollars a night, you know. Right. And. Um, I was just glad to find somewhere to stay. Yeah. And they had a computer. Okay. In the, it was, so Legit. was about four, f- 15 <laughs> years ago now. And it was one of those big old computers, but it was in the lobby of the hotel. I thought, great, I can check my, uh, I can check my Yahoo. <laughs> it's like, it's like days before Gmail, you know. Um, and um, or 
before live.com or is it live.com I never know is it live or live it's a good question anyway I'm I'm, I'm there I'm there sort of uh, checking emails and this the lady the receptionist she starts chatting to me and she sort of slides over Uh in the chair not like not dissimilar to this and she starts (laughs) and she starts chatting you've got to describe this haven't you because it's for audio (laughs) so I just just slid over towards Katie and um, she starts asking me if I've got a boyfriend and who am I with and I thought oh she's um She's uh, hitting on me, you know. <laughs> um, and I was like, "Well, no, I'm, 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 I'm single. I'm here doing this by myself." Right. Oh, that's very interesting, aren't you? Lonely. Oh, oh no! And, uh, <laughs> I said, "Not really. I'm just checking my Yahoo," you know. <laughs> and um, and yeah, never lonely. The, I've got the, Yahoo. The thing was that, that that I I was having a couple of beers. Ooh. Oh, feeling a little bit lightheaded, a little bit giddy, a right. little bit sort of careless. <laughs> and normally I was wearing my bag sort of right across my shoulder, you know, oh. like across the front. And I, I just left you it down by my down. bag. I let yeah. my guard down. Oh. Uh, and and for some reason I had to go upstairs. Somebody was talking about popping upstairs for 10 minutes. Oh, it was the, the guy from Israel. Uh, <laughs> just popped out for t- like 10 minutes. So I, I, I had went upstairs to my room to get something. It was like, I don't know, get another beer or something. Yeah. And because um, I brought my own, they didn't have them there. I just picked up the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I came down and uh, my bag had gone. I was like, oh my <sighs> God, where is it? And this lady who had hitherto been rather nice with me, <laughs> she said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, but my bag, it was right here. And you, you were talking to me. Oh, no, I didn't see that. No, yeah. Shit. Yeah. And I said, but, 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 and I, you know, never had um, a, uh, really anything kind of stolen before. Yeah. So I was, oh. um, I was devastated. So I had to, and this was like in the evening, eight or nine o'clock, I had to go out to the police station with my, my very oh, broken no. Spanish with the police officers, very broken oh, yes. English. And um, was and it I, your handbag or your, it was my big, handbag. Yeah. It was your handbag. So yeah. it had all your shit in it. Yeah. But it didn't, but because in those days I was a very, untrendy traveler and I had a money belt yeah. do you remember those yeah. oh yes yeah. I had a money belt and in that I had a $50 note and I had my passport okay. and oh, I had so my good. camera and I had my camera actually with all my memories because those are the days that you had cameras not your phone uh, yeah. I had my camera actually on my uh, belt because I was that kind of trendy 40 something <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a holster for your mobile phone? <laughs> almost, almost. But um, but actually, so I, I actually rang my dad. Bless him. I rang my dad uh, at about ten or eleven that night. So it would have been about four o'clock in the morning or something. Wow. And uh, I said, Dad, oh, my bag's been my bag's been nicked. I haven't got any money, you know. And he said, oh, I'll 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 email you over fifty quid or something, you know. And uh, uh, bless him. So he, he sort of got me out of a bit of stick. But yes, the um and, and we we never found out who it was. The police mm. came round in the morning. They questioned everybody who'd been on duty. Oh. And the lady, she was still there. She said, oh, I don't know anything. I didn't see oh. anything. I said, but you were there. Yeah. It's an inside job. Yeah, I think it was. I think yeah. she was She was deliberately sort of trying to soften me up. You. Yeah. yeah, she was yeah. trying to soften me up. Yeah. Well, and that that it's so commonplace to go and give out flyers and try to bring and people the, in. Yeah. Like, that's their game, isn't, yeah. isn't yeah. it? They're good at what they do. There's so much happening at once. I mean, look, you know, wow. I don't want to sort of, you know, tar every, everybody in, in Puno or, or anywhere in Latin America. <laughs> <laughs> Puno. Like, you no, can't we can tar Puno. Say, <laughs> 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 no, I can, after a few beers. That's a hungover never tar say Puno. Name Puno no. ever again. Um, uh, but, you know, I don't want to, you know, obviously there are honest people in the world. And, you know. Not every yeah, hotelier, yeah. Um, or <laughs> that's the posh word. Uh, not every hotelier. 
um, or restaurateur. By the way, just for the listeners, like Rebecca hasn't stopped moving. <laughs> yeah, she got out. It's just like I know, but I'm loving it. Driving, <laughs> her chair. <laughs> she's in the audience I now. Now she's in the corner. It's, but the floor is so smooth and it's, sliding. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And I also love the the wire. You know, when I I tried a little bit of stand up before, and I love oh, that right. thing with the the cable, the way that stand ups. Sort of like they're like yes. cowboys yeah. with the lassos, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. You know, the way they kind of do all that stuff and they're yeah. walking about. Or you just have a, a Michael McIntyre head mic kind of thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the dream. One day, it's like three Britney, it's Madonna, like. and Michael McIntyre. <laughs> yeah. Begin oh. with them. Do you know what my favourite thing about this story? I think is that thing of when you're in trouble and you ring your parents, and if you ring your parents and you're ringing at three o'clock in the morning, they is they'll be like Rebecca is dead. Do you know what I mean? There's that thing of okay, something terrible has happened. But it was my voice at the end of the phone. Three. Oh so yeah, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I'm there. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, otherwise, yes. It, but it, is that it like your initial? Yeah. Rebecca, are you dead? <laughs> Thank God. But I always think that, like in like eighties movies, when they have the phone by mm. the bed and they get woken up in the middle of the night and they just go, yeah. "Hey, if someone rang me in the middle of the night, I'd be like, everyone is dead. Everyone is fucking dead because yeah. it's the middle of the night. So I think that's a great yeah. time to ask your parents for money. Is what I'm saying. Because yeah. <laughs> exactly. they're so exactly. relieved. I remember, can I just really, really quickly, my friend, or it was a friend of a friend once crashed her parents' car when she was like 17 and wrote it off. And then she had to go and tell them, but she made out like she was pregnant. So (laughs) I know it's such a baller move. So she was like, oh my God, I've got something to tell you. And it's just really, I've really fucked up. And um, she was touching her belly a lot and going, and the thing is, because Steve and I, we've been going out for like a month or so. And I'm just, and they're like, and she's like, I crashed your car. And they're like, it's fine. We can get another one. <laughs> I did. That's the amazing. Very similar thing. I pretended that I had crashed my parents' car. I mean, I sort of, they were get, they're like, what happened with the car? And I'm like, mm, but I had just gotten my first tattoo. So I was like, oh, no, the car is fine, but I have a tattoo. And I was like 15, so I wasn't supposed to have it. I was about to say, have you still got it? Yes. <laughs> yes, and you can imagine how tasteful it is because... <laughs> I chose it when I was 15. What is it? Oh, really quickly, then we'll get back to it. It's a tiger lily on my ankle. Look, I'll show the audience. I don't mind. Aww. I mean, you had no choice. (laughs) (laughs) When you do, like, oh my God. Gross. They could have booed you. That's true. (laughs) Katie has really low standards for audiences. But there's a thing about tattoos, right? Because um, some people have tattoos that just from a catalogue, you know, and you go into the shop Mm. and say, that's rather nice. What What does that mean? Oh, I don't know. It's just it's just Arabic, mate. You know. Oh, right. Okay. What's this one? No, it's, it's Chinese. What does that mean? I don't know. It's something to do with the weather. You know. And you turn over. <laughs> oh, that's a nice little cat. Is that anything important? No, it's just just a cat. You know. Whatever. So and some people choose those, and there's nothing wrong with those at all. Or other people sort of you know have obscure references yeah. inscribed. And I've got all sorts of um, tattoos, and I could bore you all to <laughs> death with 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 mine. But but I I. I I, I, I kind of see the appeal of just going in and saying, yeah, well, that's rather nice, isn't it? <laughs> Shall I have that one, dear? Yeah, no, how long is that going to say? Yeah, no, well, we could fit that one in, you know. It's like, like you go to a sort of habitat or something. Does this, go with the, <laughs> this go with the Japanese one? Would that go, you know? No offence, yeah. Taylor. <laughs> no, and I didn't, I didn't pick this out of a catalogue, but I went to a woman's house in Michigan. I'm pretty sure she was running a little illegal operation there. <laughs> I go in with my 15-year-old friend, and we're like, we we had like... I forgot that you were 15 as well. Yeah. I was like, you're just this woman walking in with a 15-year-old. <laughs> oh, actually. First thing she asked is like, do you guys have any blow? And we're like, uh, no. We're <laughs> fresh okay. out of blow. Okay. What would you... 
<laughs> Sorry, Katie. But then I let her what put sort a needle of blows? in my ankle. What I yeah. know. I'm a really good okay, host, go. and I'm really good at keeping everything on track, and everyone really respects me the most. <laughs> um, really quickly, what would you say to the perp that stole your bag if you had the opportunity now? So to the whom? The perp that stole your bag. We use technical terms because we're real detectives. And you have to say oh, it. the perpetrator. <laughs> yes. Oh, very good. Yes, 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 yes. Got, got my boy. You're on the port. force oh, now. Um, what would I say to them? I would say, you know, give back this little notebook I had. It had little, it was jottings oh, and notes. Oh, you lost and the notebook. Yeah, yeah. And it was, um, mm. and it was with, um, from a, am I allowed to mention brand names on this? No. Yeah. Fucking, they might sponsor us. <laughs> Smith, Smithson's Stationery, Smithson's of Bond Street. Does anybody know them? Really nice, uh, really nice stationery. <laughs> but more, more than I could afford, my sister gave gave me it at her Aww. wedding, and it was that beautiful paper and leather. But and it was. So knit. what would you say to the perp? Was a fucking give it back. Give me back my <laughs> fucking notebook. Uh, right. Thank you. Thank you for letting me. Have I that hope we have listeners in Puno. Um, Puno. We do now. Yes, They're gonna Google Puno and be like, oh my god, there's a podcast about us. Okay, guys, oh, we are gonna solve that. some true crime now. I can, while you guys are all topping yourselves up, um, I will tell you this is a case about a woman who literally ran around solving crime. Wow, okay. Um, I cannot tell you what her levels of alcohol consumption were like, (laughs) um, but I can tell you that she was described as resourceful, logical, creative, and witty, and knew how to get results. So basically a lot like us. (laughs) Was she Um, Miss Marple? No, her name was Rose Mackenberg. Uh, which is a good name, I think. Uh, question, anyone want to guess what her job is? <laughs> I mean, I get, is she a detective? Yes! <laughs> that was a trick question, but I know Katie is too nice for that. <laughs> or too stupid. Uh, no, she is a pr- she's a private investigator. Oh, nice. P.I., P.I. we call that. Wow, P.I. Oh. Rose Mackenberg. She's Mackenberg. like, the, the, she's the Jessica Jones Do they call the her day. Mac the... Her friends Mac do though. call her Mac. Is she still alive? No. Oh, okay. I've given away too much okay. already. <laughs> uh, right. She had a specialised subject that she was famed for investigating. Anyone want to guess what her specialist subject could be? Um, match fixing. Match, match <laughs> fixing. Tennis. <laughs> tennis match fixing. So she investigates fixed tennis matches. Yeah. I like it. That is a good guess. Yeah. It's seasonal, you know? I mean, <laughs> come on. Come on. Wimbledon. She's really in demand in the summer. Uh, any advance on tennis match Ooh. fixes? Specialist subject? Like, uh, jewel theft. Nice, nice. Any advance on that, Hannah George? What? Murders, but uh, that happened on a Tuesday. <laughs> Adultery? The, these Ooh. are all fantastic guesses. Mm. They are not correct. The correct answer is fraudulent. So you're actually halfway there. Thank the you. correct answer <laughs> is fraudulent psychic mediums. Oh! Wow. Like, like Darren guys. Brown. Yes. Love this. Wow. She is a lot like that. Uh, we've got a lot of good ingredients already for this mm. case. Now, our story starts, as all good stories do, with Congress. Because <laughs> it's the 4th of July. Not that's not why. But it does. I've decided to start with a congress. Uh, so, uh, in the first I session, didn't know what she said first. Okay. I'm not. I am probably slurring by now. No, you're fine. Uh, in the first session of the 69th Congress, an anti-fortune telling law for Washington <laughs> D.C. was put forward. Question: <laughs> What year is this? Anti-fortune oh, telling. That's adorable. What sort of what, what, this congress? I mean, is it congress can be all sorts of things, can't it? Congress or so yeah, so we're talking about Congress with a capital C. Yes. Right. 
not <clears throat> the 69 Congress. <laughs> but sort of, yeah, anyway, I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> is it 1873? Good guess. It is not correct. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like fortune telling has, like, uh, always been a thing. So I think it might even be, like, 1978. Okay. Any advice? And Mystic Meg is just like, <laughs> I'm doing it anyway. Okay. 19... It's the 69th Congress. Is it actually? No, no, it's the, you know, it's oh. the, <laughs> that information I've given you. Okay. If you knew your American history, you could does work it go by sort of Does it go by political terms, like four years? So six, four, four, what's 469s? Quick, quick, quick. You know. That's a, a party! Good, a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, baby. Oh! <laughs> and that's how I deal with American history. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you guys. 1948. I cannot do the maths to say who was the closest, but it is 1926. Ooh. Okay. Fuck! I was gonna literally gonna say that, and then I second guess myself. Never second guess yourself. <laughs> Go with your gut. Go with your gut. I didn't do it. That's what we do on the force. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> this <laughs> this law <laughs> that's being proposed has a celebrity backer. Would anyone like to guess Ooh. who the celebrity backer is in 1926? What, what year was it? 1926. 1926. Was it Douglas Fairbanks Jr.? <laughs> that is a wonderful guess. It is not correct. <laughs> was it Walt Disney? Uh, no. Okay. Charlie Chaplin? No, but you're in the closer ballpark. It was Harry Houdini. Oh! Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> leave the magic to me, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, as we all know, Harry Houdini's real name is Eric Weiss. Was it? Yeah. Why didn't he just go with that? Oh, I could tell you the long. I'm Eric Weiss. Research. We're gonna do reason. some magic shit, and then we're gonna but have some coffee. Yeah, he, uh, he tried to name himself after this French guy. It was a whole thing. Anyway, can I tell you um, a story about Harry Houdini? Really, really quickly. I know. Yes, you were, if it's when I was a kid, yeah. I did magic shows for children's birthday ah. parties. My part, my partner will be cringing to, to listen <laughs> to this because she laughs at my my stage name. Go <clears throat> on. Was Cardo. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And the thing was, <laughs> listen. I was a kid. I had a Paul Daniels magic set, you know, and I did birthday parties, and they, they paid, people paid me fifteen pounds to do a magic show for their children. Wow. Yeah, in Oxfordshire. I was oh famous. I was Cardo the magician. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You made bank from this. I this did. It was my Saturday job. But the thing was, <laughs> my reason the reason I mention it is because Card I got the name Cardo yeah. because it was one of Houdini's discarded <gasps> stage oh, names. Sure. Look it up. That's so cool. Look it up. I yeah. Love so I was inspired by I Eric Weiss. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, Back awesome. To the story. Harry Cardo, um. imagine. <laughs> okay, so obviously we have a lot of questions. Why is Houdini fighting fortune tellers? What does this have to do with amazing Rose Mackenberg? Why is it such a big deal that fortune telling is there's going to be a law in Congress? But also we need to know, did this law pass? We will get back to that. Uh, would you like to guess if this law gets passed now? And then I'll tell you at the end. Do, you, th do you think? I think it got passed. Okay. Do you guys think it got passed? I think it did not. Okay, did I not? Think, uh, yeah, I think it did not. Okay, did right. Not. Um, so audience, do you think it got passed? Yeah. No, okay. 
Right. That was Ooh. utterly useless. <laughs> this is good. This is good. Yes. Look, we've got intrigue. Right. Okay. So for the situation to make sense, you need to know that spiritualism was a massive deal in the 1920s. Uh, so basically, Rose McEnberg. I'm nodding like I know about that. <laughs> she but was I only born. know about 69. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was born in 1892. So everybody growing up in New York in the early years of the 20th century, like we're living through the devastating impact of World War One, and then there was a Spanish flu pandemic. Uh, a lot of people b- developed a belief in spiritualism, mm. um, including. Rose herself, but she lost her belief. Um, As she became a private detective, she became aware of how such beliefs could be manipulated Mm. through trickery. So by the 1920s, she's an investigator. She no longer believes that fortune tellers were really able to communicate with spirits and foretell the future. She's investigating spirit fraud for one of her clients. Spirit fraud. Spirit fraud. Because like, basically like these people would say, yeah, invest your money here and stuff. And then people would oh, lose their money. Wow. Uh, so she, now, by this, invest it in their own banks, sort of thing. Yes, <laughs> that was that was one of the cons. Um, so yes, good. It's not much different today, is it? Really? My <laughs> name is <laughs> Phil Barclay. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so I really thought that was a better joke than it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? I'd say it again. <laughs> okay, I probably so will. At this point. Um, Houdini is already very publicly engaged in a campaign against false mediums. Um, he's decided to Media? use me- m- mediums. I mean, I don't know. It's Latin, isn't it? It's like. Oh my God, you're right. It probably is. Yeah. Is it? I mean, you know, ask the audience. <laughs> <laughs> so, audience, presuming you're educated to a high standard of Latin. Um, <laughs> is it mediums or media when it's plural? Medii. <laughs> In your face. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll take that. That was good, though. I love that we were at this level of intellectualism already. Um, I did so Latin O level, you know. Did you? Yeah, to get out of games. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Because, uh, yeah, I hate games so much. They said, well, you could do games or you could do Latin. And I was like, uh, Latin, okay. Yeah. So he's, I need to find the word mediums, even though we now know that it's medii. <laughs> uh, so. Mediarum. Oh my God. The plural of me, me anyway. But you, know, you all know what I'm trying to say. So he's decided to use his escapist. Hannah and, and I have been very quiet in the Latin section. Cunnilingus? He's using his magic skills, etc., to debunk them. So Rose goes to him for advice about this case that she's working involving investment losses that have been advised by psychic medium. And Houdini is all like, fuck yeah, I hate mediums and medii. <laughs> Come on in. That is a direct quote from Houdini. <laughs> um, and apparently Houdini was very impressed with her rigorous, unblinkered work on the case. Uh, that is a quote. Uh, so he invited her to become something. Question, what did he invite her to become? His like assistant? Nice guess. Oh my gosh. Did you imagine? Like, you're an educated police detective. Do you want She's holding doves and <laughs> yeah. stuff. She, com- she comes in with a sparkly red leotard, yeah. you know, a Debbie McGee. Um, do yes. you know what? Close enough, yes. Oh. So he invites her to uh, become one of his undercover psychic investigators. Oh! oh. New dream job. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
So he says to her, like, yeah, come and join my crack team I've assembled because I just hate all these people uh, that are tricking everyone. And um, as that is another direct quote. Um, <laughs> uh, so he sh so Rose joins a team and Houdini trains her up on all the tricks that media eyes use to swindle their victims. Um, question, is the rest of the team mainly men or women? Women. Correct. Yeah, I feel like it's like that. That is like fortune tellers. There's there's a female vibe to it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, like a lot of the marks are going to be women, and um, so they've got they've got a few men for good measure, you know. So that like you know, TV the producers take them seriously. The mark, <laughs> the, the marks. Um, sorry. The marks. Oh, the, like a lot of the marks. So it's a, it's a lot of women going to see mediums, media eyes. <laughs> um, and so uh, they need women to pretend to be them so that they can expose and they're called the marks the marks yeah right. which is confusing because they're women yeah. and women aren't called marks no <laughs> so okay <laughs> so uh, it, like, it sounds like they're sort of vigilante activists but there was also a more capitalist and sensational reason for them to be doing this any guesses as to how they're monetizing these good deeds of exposing fraud. They want to tax them. Nice guess, but it is not correct. Okay. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Did I? Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, who wants, what's this, who wants to tell what? <laughs> so we, we've, got, we've suddenly become very political and very serious. What? No, just so, so <laughs> they, they're not just doing this for their for the good of it. Who? They're who's not? Who, so Houdini, Houdini, Houdini. And, his, and his band of um, undercover. <laughs> <laughs> so they're making money out of it. Um, I don't know. Is it because they're gonna do their own fortune telling or their own sort of bank? Um, are less people going to Houdini shows because they're seeing oh, psychics? Yes. This is all completely linked. Um, so kind of yes, but basically he's on tour. Houdini's on tour. So what they do is this band of undercovers, they go to the town that he's going to go to like 10 days ahead. They ex they expose, they do all the, they go wow. to all these people, they find out all the tricks and then he comes and he exposes them as part of his show with all this inside information about how they're doing their tricks. So it's this big mm. sensational um, money maker essentially. So he's making a lot of waves um, doing this. And it's, so it's, it is very different. I think you said Darren Brown. <laughs> Um, it's yeah. like it's very much in that vein. With, without Channel Four, 
Yes, he's got no TV. On Netflix, he's on Netflix now, isn't he, Darren? Darren. Uh, Apparently, isn't it? His real name is Darren. Talking of real names, <laughs> I mean, not his real name. I mean, I think he's changed his name from Darren to Darren. Okay. Uh, Darren from Darren to Darren. Yeah. He, he got fed up with spell check. Yeah. Um, they would use false names to be these undercover people, and they sometimes use puns. Oh, come on! And some of the puns, one of them was Francis Rod. Like fraud. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I wouldn't yeah. have seen that. Yeah, it's good. Another <clears throat> one was Alicia Bunk for all is all is a bunk. Alicia <gasps> Bunk. That's very clever. Um, you probably have to read it aloud, don't you? Just sort of guess. Yeah, it. it's like you gotta you gotta enjoy your work. <laughs> they brought a lot to that. I genuinely think they're having a great time doing this. Uh, so they would wear various disguises to avoid being found out. Mackenberg would sometimes even wear a hearing aid that she didn't need. Oh. Or as we would call that now, impersonating a disabled person. <laughs> yeah, was it was it one of those hearing aids like an, an ear trumpet? Like yeah, one of those sort of big cone things. It would be pretty elaborate in the 1920s, yeah. wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> but you know, they weren't. A lot of the stuff they did in the 1920s was not woke, so we can't we can't really criticise them for that. Uh, <laughs> Mackenberg and the respect of Houdini and his team was was considered one of the chief um, investigator. The other investigators sometimes called her the Rev. Oh, um, yes. Because of the multiple bogus spiritualist diplomas and titles that she had acquired during her investigations, blah blah blah, uh, Rose developed a method where she would observe. She'd go to a new town and she would observe the characteristics of the women most likely to attend a sitting, and then she would create a character based on those observations. Um, and she would attend the local séances in disguise, often playing the role of a vulnerable, grieving widow. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm not an actress, but I imagine that's there's a lot to Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Grab Me- hold of with that. right? Yeah. You can tell us. <laughs> oh yeah. That would be a great role. <laughs> um so thanks to her Houdini's tutoring, she was an expert conjurer, so she knew all the, the skills to expose foul play. Uh, and then which she also would reveal in um hilarious lurid reports in popular magazines and newspapers. Oh. Um so it's kind of like the Louis Thoreau of her day as well. <laughs> uh so in one example, uh, Mackenberg exposed this self-proclaimed spiritualist pastor, Herman E. Parker from Chicago for as a fraud. Question, uh what kind of griever did, did you Did you say pastor or pasta? <laughs> A linguini. Who who even knows at this point? Another rejected Houdini name. (laughs) I'm I'm getting really close. Linguini. (laughs) Harry Linguini. Houdini. (laughs) Um, So she pretended to be a widow to him, a vulnerable grieving widow. Pasta. To the to the (laughs) the walking piece of pasta. and she uh he did all the like so she's obviously she doesn't really have a husband he goes oh, i've got a message from your husband which is all actually quite standard stuff but she thought what to herself what message is it do you think do you think sorry we missed you while we we're out we tried to deliver you you know one of those <laughs> yeah, messages like or? literally like very run of the mill or like, don't but forget the cat food you know that's yeah of thing. really helpful household <laughs> advice and then um but this one had a twist so she thought to herself what else is he doing to his more vulnerable qu- clients so question what else Ooh. was he doing to his more vulnerable clients <laughs> slightly less dark than it seems oh, like you're okay. it wasn't but, but still this isn't where the co- congress comes in is it that's coming <laughs> don't worry we're okay. going to get back to that no um, man, the congress he's not he's not oh he's right. not in union with these okay. people 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm words. using my words. You know, I, I wasn't sure if I'm allowed to use. You know, you na- can naughty you can words. you can say anything you like. Well, was he being naughty with them? Was <laughs> there? Did he say he's in trouble? He's stuck between the worlds, and he needs your help <gasps> and your money to get freed from purgatory. Very or close. Oh. Um, so basically, so what he was? It was uh, he, he's trying. I to said s- purgatory to fit no, in, but I say purgatory. Yeah, he's <laughs> like um, he's trying to extort money, basically. Yeah. Um. So. As just as so, just as this session was ending, Mackenberg sort of accidentally let slip uh, through crocodile tears that um, she, as this character that she was playing, needed to ask her husband whether she should accept the three thousand dollars settlement for his death. And then suddenly, Ooh. this Parker person uh, took renewed interest and asked the spirit for advice. And the spirit recommended <laughs> um, taking the money and investing $1,000 of it in a company called Wilcox Transportation Company. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Did Parker have a vested interest in Wilcox <laughs> Transportation <laughs> Company? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, he, yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Just a um, Philander. So, <laughs> like, basically, he'd created this company with this other dude. And, Mr. Um, Wilcox, by any chance? Yes, the other ah. dude was called Wilcox. Um, I'll make and, a detective um, on me You yet. are going to get <laughs> promoted. Um, and so they, yeah, like they'd been doing this, they'd been running this for like a few years. Um, she gathered all this evidence, presented her findings to the investigators at this bureau, and the long-running scam was foiled, and they were found guilty of fraud, and she solved that crime. Yes. Yay, good yeah. girl. Yeah. Um, so with Houdini, they this gang exposed some pretty juicy cases, which we do not have time for. There was this one, like this guy was called the Spaniard with X-ray eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not woke, whatever that is. <laughs> um, and he was writing like numbers on dice, and he was looking at them through metal boxes. But Houdini, with his skills, could tell that he was lifting up the corner of the boxes. I don't know why no one else could tell that. <laughs> the thing it's like that guy thing that, like, what was it? He made like in the eighties television. He made the um, the Yuri Geller. Well, no, it wasn't him. It was another guy who made like pages of a book, like um, like turn by going. Ooh, but actually, he was just blowing. <laughs> Paul on Daniels, it. and nobody noticed. It was like. <laughs> But the thing with Houdini was that you know, you know, I'm sure it's a com- common fact. But oh gosh, we've got one of those. We've got it. Um, but you know, Houdini, Houdini uh, died as a result of a, an injury that somebody sort of came up to him and, and yeah. punched him in the in the stomach to say, "Oh, well, let's see how tough you are." And he wasn't ready. And he wasn't ready. I mean, what does that mean? You know, how how ready do you have to be? Well, he was he was supposed to brace his stomach because he was supposed to. I know, but like, I've, I've never I've never bought into that whole thing. There's a mm. mystery you need to solve. Because really, if you're if you're woke or fit or whatever the hell you have when you've got one of those tummies off Love Island, you know. <laughs> anyway, but like if you're if you're punched there, you're punched there, and it's but like th- the, the man's got broken knuckles, right? Or whoever well, punched them. But I think when this guy punched Houdini, was like lying down and not even remotely ready. But like, <laughs> <laughs> or he just like had a dad bod, you know. <laughs> he was just sort of like the thing I read, he was yep. like lying down backstage, just re- relaxing <laughs> just before a show, and this this guy was really angry. And was just like, oh, you think there's him. no spiritualism and you can take any punch? Here, take this. And then just like he wasn't ready. Oh. And that's what killed but, him. Well, no. Well, the thing is, it's it's actually a slightly controversial 
they don't know whether because he died of a broken a ruptured <laughs> <laughs> no he died of appendicitis or like a spleen or a ruptured thing and he carried on doing like he was presenting all the signs of appendicitis but he refused to cancel shows but, but then the argument is he was a is, professional yeah well yes <laughs> you know Dr. Theatre was going to get him through but then like it's did that punch set the whole thing off or did he get it anyway mm. that punch had happened a couple of days before but it is interesting and he would um, be great on Love Island yeah <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> Harry Houdini turning up? He's a buff in the picture. Is he? So he's strong. Anyway, Ooh. they exposed somebody called Mina Crandon, who was a bit of a famous lady and had lots of celebrity admirers and friends, Ooh. which actually led to him having a celebrity feud with somebody who thought that she was great. Um, which obviously is the downside of um, doing all this, that you piss off shitloads of mediums and people that like me- media eyes. <laughs> and um, they all fucking hate you and you're in danger. Mm. So Houdini this and his investigators... I don't think the bill passed. Aha. Uh-huh. Because there's too many people Ooh. that were invested in it. Not, uh, yeah, yeah. And so that woman was Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> um, so Houdini and his investigators were the target of a lot of anger and it was said that he carried a Derringer, which what I'm assuming is, is a type of gun. It's a small, thank you, Latin wow. audience. Wow, we have a firearms expert in the audience And here. that's my boyfriend, so I'm really worried. <laughs> <laughs> what has he got under the bed? Got my gun, it's fine. I'll kill you with my I dead I feel jo- safe tonight, actually. You know? <laughs> I, feel, I feel good that we have somebody who knows what a fat thing yeah. is. It's good. We've got Latin-speaking gun fanatics in the audience. <laughs> so that's a good mix. Uh, wit, can you name the unlikely... Um, celebrity person that Houdini ended up having a feud with about spiritualism. Oh, so she's a famous person in America. She is, in but it's 19... another person that loves her. Oh, and she's famous as well. Oh my or gosh. He? Or he. Is it Walt Disney? <laughs> Shirley Temple. <laughs> These are all great guesses. No, Too it, young? Is it Eleanor Roosevelt? Ooh. Another great guess. Um, is it Jenny Bielwell? Oh. Sorry. Oh, okay. Cool back. I'm going to tell you. She wasn't there yet. Like, oh, I can, shall I give you one clue? One clue. We have Clara. talked about this person recently in another live show. Oh. The very last show tonight? No. <laughs> oh. I have no memory okay. of any live shows. Um, it's, so. it's Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he and Houdini were like buddies and stuff. They were yeah, but you until... Oh! Yeah. Wow. The, the whole thing with Arthur Conan Doyle, because didn't he believe in fairies as well? Yeah, so like towards the end of Arthur Conan, like we did this other case about him oh, and he seemed he, so cool. Back, <laughs> and like sorry. he was like doing really great work and now it sounds like he's a little bit nuts. <laughs> uh, but towards the end of his life, he was very spiritual and he believed in lots of things like that. And um, they were really good friends. It's very, it's really like, it's Taylor Swift and Katy Perry all over again. <laughs> uh, but like, so... They, he was a firm believer in spiritualism. I mean, also, his wife died and stuff. So, like, anyway. Um, <laughs> Doyle refused to believe any of Houdini's exposés. Wow. Uh, question, what was his alternate explanation? It was real. <laughs> yes. No, that's right. Not only... Rick is just spitting the truth tonight. No, no. <laughs> it's okay. Like, but he believed... His alternate explanation was not only was it real... That Houdini that had Houdini hired... Houdini was spirit... Was magic as well and that he was using his powers to pretend to expose the other powers. Wow. That that is the guy that wrote Sherlock Holmes. How is that? (laughs) How is that his theory? 
so he thought that Houdini was a powerful spiritualist me medium and had performed many of his stunts by means of paranormal abilities and was using these abilities to block those of the other medii that he was debunking. <laughs> what a silly old dick he was. I'm really, it's really quite upsetting to, uh, to read that that's what he thought. But anyway, uh, this disagreement led to the two men becoming public antagonists. So if this was today, they would be subtweeting the shit out of each other. <laughs> um, so Arthur came to view Houdini as a dangerous enemy. Um, oh and Moriarty was based on him <gasps> could be uh, so this was sort of indicative of how spiritualism had friends in high places it was not a fringe interest um, the psychic investigator Julian Proskauer estimated that by <laughs> 1932 I know um, <laughs> Um, 30 I'm saying nothing. Listen, I, I'm so, uh, uh, you, you yeah. weren't taking a drink no, that time. No, no. You were, you were, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, uh, but by 1932, 30 million people per year were falling foul of medium hoaxes. Wow. Uh, with losses of 125 million dollars, uh, and it was apparently it was 2.15 billion in. <laughs> She's doing <laughs> anyway, money measurements now. Sorry. What I, what I mean is. <laughs> And I've in today's currency, <laughs> I've got to stay on yeah, brand. If you've seen, if you've, um, if you've ever seen Ghost, though, I mean, you know, Oda yeah. May and Ghost, and she, she, she was, she was out to be Whoopi Goldberg's character in Ghost, right? She was out yeah. to be a fraud, but she actually had the power. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? And that so was that's what Conan story. Doyle thought Houdini was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is a powerful industry with vested interests and friends in high places. You could say it goes all the way to the top of Ooh. Congress. <laughs> so question, who did Rose Mackenberg reveal to have been visiting discredited media eyes and conducting seances? Is it the president? Yes. Yes, of course, it's the bloody president. Yeah, the president. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Don't ask who the president was. I don't know. Was it Franklin D. Roosevelt? It was not. Oh. Was it Edgar Hoover? Bert no. Hoover? Does anyone in the audience was know? Was it Jimmy Carter? Who the fuck was president okay, in 26? If we want to play guess the president. Was it Sorry. Lyndon B. Johnson? Go on, one clue. Was he it? took over from someone that died in office. Lyndon B. Oh, Johnson. so JFK and then it went... Oh, no. It's not. Like, I know the one that died, guys. So it was the one I was it Abraham Lincoln. Oh, it wasn't JFK then, was it? <laughs> okay, it's President Coolidge. Oh, uh, Calvin. Cal. The original Calvin. Yeah. That's where Calvin Klein got his name from. Really? Yeah. From Calvin Coolidge? No, not really, but no. you know. <laughs> it, could, it could be, you yeah. know. You know, when I see the waistband showing of somebody's boxer shorts, I think of Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> Exactly. That's why I don't have a problem with like low riding jeans because I'm like, good. Yeah, but there's low riding and there's low riding. Come on, surely, Taylor. You know, there's, there's, oh, there's low riding where you just get a little bit of edge of stuff at the top. Yeah. Or there's like halfway down the, the, the crotch is right by your knee and you've just got somebody walking around in their pants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> so I got my, ca I got my cable around my, yeah. Anyway. So, Mackenberg also testified along with Houdini, and she had followed the same pattern as the tour. She visited Washington media eyes in the day prior to the <laughs> hearings, and she targeted local media eyes, including Jane B. Coates and Malcolm Grace Blight. You don't need to know their names, but they were, they were scheduled to testify against this bill. And um, her testimony 
on this day included the revelation that Coates had told her, as when she was undercover, Coates had told her that prominent senators Kappa, Watson, Dill, blah, 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 had all come to her for readings and that mm. table-tipping seances are held at the White House Whoa. for President Coolidge and his family. Oh, man. Question. Were these accusations of seances at the White House admitted or denied at the House committee meeting? Admitted? Denied. <laughs> I thought that they wouldn't have to cover it up because no. So it's basically, accepted. they were vehemently denied. Her testimony was met with such raucous denials in the committee room that a fracas quotes ensued. Mm. But interestingly, <laughs> President Coolidge did not officially respond to the accusation. Mm. But unofficial denials were made in the press. Uh, so, question: Did the bill pass? I think no now because like so many people, obviously so many politicians were like totally doing it. So they'd yeah. be like, well, no, I like this. So that it stays. Mm. Um, and you would be correct to think that this bill did not pass. Oh. The anti-fortune telling bill promoted by Houdini did not pass. Um, and then he died. That So that was like earlier in the year and then he died that October. But that's really sad. It mm. is sad, yeah. actually. Because that was like really a, sad. You know, a mission of his. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should just have a moment. <laughs> do you know what i read about houdini once i'll just be really really quickly but it is about this thing that he said to his mum when his uh, do you know this one is he gonna say that is this about the codes about his mum when she died oh okay no. well i think when houdini's mum died he said to her look if there's any afterlife if there's any way at yeah. all you can get in contact with me do it because i need to know if there's an afterlife and his mum was like yeah up for that I'll do that. Yeah. And then he never heard from her again. So I think that's why he's so vehemently against okay, it as well. Yeah. It's because his, even so his mum didn't come he back. He actually took that one step further. Go on. Uh, so prior to his death, Houdini set up secret codes with more than 20 friends to attempt to communicate <gasps> right. with them from beyond the grave. Rose Mackenberg was one of those chosen friends. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Question, did she ever get a message from Houdini from beyond the grave? No. Correct. <laughs> uh, but how did she know? Well, they'd set up this whole elaborate... I, I don't, know, but what I if he'd forgotten the detail. code? What if it was like, you know, he, just, he was like standing there and like going, oh, fuck, what's the... It's like your pin on the, the cash machine. You know? It's like, oh, it fuck, be, you know, it's a new card, like, you know. Is it, is yeah. One, two, three... No, it's not that. Three, two... No. What, like, but, that glass only yeah, hovered half an point, inch, I, so that can't be him. <laughs> Move on. Um, so um, even in 1945, she reported the message has not come through. Right. Uh, but also, like... You're dead. You don't need a job. <laughs> like, don't give me a job. Just let me be dead. So maybe they were like, you know, this is enough. Yeah, but hey. maybe being dead is really boring. I mean, if really paints being dead is sort of like being really kind of like paradise and sort of angels and harps and clouds and nice blue sky and fluffy heart, clouds and shit. You know, but, what, what, but that's really boring. Where's the, where's the PlayStation? Where's Netflix? Where's... <laughs> <laughs> so Rose McEnberg carried on. Uh, her investigative work took her all around the world. She did, worked on hundreds of cases over a 30-year period. Uh, she really felt passionately that people were being tricked. She wasn't anti-people believing. She knew people had, you know, very heartfelt beliefs. But she wanted to educate the public on psychic fraud. So she toured the country giving lectures on how to spot it and psychic fraud to, like, groups. Um, and, like, typical, oh. typical talk titles were, like, things like debunking the ghost racket. Did she get um, a show on Channel 5? She did go on TV. Um, did she? Yeah, because she didn't die wow. till 1968. Wow. Um, so she uh, she did go on TV shows and talk about it. Uh, she continued to live in the New York City area in a well-lighted apartment. And she said, uh, as I quote, <laughs> because I am tired of dark rooms. 
Um, and she died age 75 in 1968. And let's wow. all raise a glass to Roy Williams. Yes. I feel her coming through. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> this is where you see the sort of the cat moving along the, yeah. the table. You know. I have a crime. Alyssa, we have just crime. Just, just crime. <laughs> <laughs> we have just time for a list of crime from somebody called Claire. 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 Woo! Claire, come up. You Claire. For the listeners, the look that Claire just gave was like, oh shit, I didn't think that actually. Tell us your crime. Hello. You can read it if you want to. Oh, this is amazing. I can remember it. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're not as drunk as me. No, uh, it was a bit embarrassing, really, because I was quite naive. Um, but I used to work in a clothes shop about seven years ago, and this tiny little old man came in. He was about 80. And he was like, oh, I've got Parkinson's, and it's really hard, and I don't have anybody. And can you help me pick some clothes out? I said, yeah, cool. So um, <laughs> I'm in the changing room. I'm on my hands and knees. Taking his trousers off, like getting him some clothes. Oh, wow. And it was only when he got his clothes back on and he started saying, I can't get my penis, my penis. Oh, oh my God. And I was like, well, I'm not going to touch your penis. Oh, wow. And then he left and I said to my manager, it was really weird this happened. And she was like, did you not see the email? Like there's a pervert <gasps> in all the shops. Oh, my God. Getting gl- girls to take his clothes off. Wow. Yeah, I cried. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure you horrible I, wow. I can't believe you got it like didn't you get the memo <laughs> like <laughs> how did I not know like on my hands and knees and oh he's probably there like oh, but wait a minute what, what was he saying he was saying where's my penis or what he was like my penis has moved can you put, you put it back and I oh like, that yeah. old trick no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ and he was I, I mean I really love old people yeah. <laughs> so, love or at least you did so he just, you know as soon as I saw him I was like I've got okay, these guys what was this person is, is he now the president of my country <laughs> <laughs> no oh my god yes, was thanks. he was he orange from the neck up but <laughs> very 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 pale from no. the waist okay. down Okay. He's sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my okay. best. Yeah, was That's yeah, that I've got no other leads. But did they catch yeah. him? Did they sort of go after so him and say stop thief and, and stop stop Willie sort of and thing? they um chased him down the high street because it oh, was like wow. a tiny little high street in Wiltshire. They could catch an 80-year-old. What's wrong with around. them? <laughs> and he was frail, but they chased him and got him, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. They didn't come back for my story, but Oh my god. Yes. I wonder dramatic. what happened. Yeah. I know. What's the punishment for that in oh, Wiltshire? You know I've just remembered, actually. Cool. Yeah. Um, the police told us that he'd done it years before oh. and then he'd faked his death. <gasps> <gasps> that is true. Come on. How can you just remember? Yeah. <laughs> I just, honestly, honestly, faked his death and they were like, we've been trying to search for this guy for ages. We all thought he died. Oh, and wow. Was, yeah. I mean, I almost admire him. <laughs> No, that's he was that dedicated. He was dedicated. I was going to say he had some balls, but you know, <laughs> probably not I appropriate. Didn't get close enough. <laughs> I was all right. Yeah. What do you wish you could say or do to this jackass? Don't be gross. Like, 
It's just don't you're be gross. So polite. Oh, you're so sweet. Did he actually? Did he actually sort of you know sort of hold your? Did he do one no. of those hold your hand and sort no, of? No, but he just no, not there. No. Down down there a bit. You know there. There it is. You know, no, did he, he just you know, tried did to point me in directions. Oh. I was just like, no, I didn't click at all until he'd gone, and I retold the story, and I was like, oh, oh <laughs> no, that's okay. So then you got the memo. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh man, but I'm fine. That is an amazing story. Um, and we have a t-shirt for you. Thank yes. you. Um, but we Boy, need to get your address so okay. that we can send it to you. <laughs> now no, that you've quick, shared you that see, you are too now. trusting, we would like your address. <laughs> Don't give it to is anyone that cool? else. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks Thank you so sharing. much, that was amazing. Yeah. Oh. oh my God. That was incredible. Um, that was a lot. That was amazing. The old perv of Wiltshire. Yeah. Um, we have just enough time. Rebecca. Yes. Tell us what you're up to. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, my God. What can I plug? Um, do you know what? I, I've got a, I, I got a really great little cameo in uh, an, a movie with Emma Thompson. Oh, my God. Ooh. And it's coming out in... Um, it's called Last Christmas. Okay. It's coming out in... Uh, in time for this Christmas, hey, and um, awesome. it's wow. a, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, and she, and she she is truly a national treasure. She's yeah. the most adorable woman, and uh, I, I couldn't believe I got this little little role um, awesome. w- with her. So yeah, that, that's, oh, that's so that's cool. amazing! Yeah. Yay! Love right. a Christmas movie. Brilliant. I'm excited. It's gonna it's gonna be up there with all the other Christmas movies you can think of. But you know, <laughs> yeah, we're hoping it's gonna be. Yeah, we need a new one. Yeah, it, well, exactly, yeah. We do. And do you know what, you still get like, uh, as a, you're an actor, right? I mean, you get, still get these royalty checks. They, they come in years later. I got a royalty check the other day for keeping up appearances, an episode I did in 1994 for 30p. Wow. 30p. <laughs> you know, yeah, so can you imagine in 30 years time, and I get a check for 30p from last Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? A little Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving. Um, everyone, please give it up for Rebecca Whoa! Rick. Thank you so much. I love this podcast. I'll be back. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If you would like to, you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter. On Facebook and Insta, we are Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have a crime that you would like us to solve, write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening. Bye! You've heard the podcast, now buy the merch. There's a full range of certified organic cotton t-shirts, jumpers and hoodies all on the website. Just go to drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. 